Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Character and Happiness by Alvin Edwin McGarry, published in 1924. There is no cure for the unhappiness of regret or the sorrow of bereavement that is so effective as a well-defined purpose. Misery cannot live with resolution. As soon as we make up our minds, relief comes. A course of action is better for most cases of unhappiness than a course of medicine. People talk of divine discontent and of ambition's holy fire, but these things are neither divine nor holy. Discontent no more incites to action than indigestion does to appetite. In both cases, there is a gnawing hunger that can never be satisfied. Ambition is thus often a torture, a tempter, a whip without a bridle. The divine thing is purpose. It is the resolute will to do which exhibits our oneness with the Creator. We never live a better hour than that when, having brooded over our blunders and our disappointment, we rise from our posture of ineffectual complaint with a commitment to action in our hearts. So long as we keep that resolution and labor towards its fulfillment, we shall not be unhappy. Now, before we can form a purpose, we must know what we want. Blessed is the woman and man who really knows what they want, and who bravely sets themselves on a course to get it. You will be surprised to discover, when you consider the matter, that there are many good things in the world that you can very well do without. Every time you cross off something that you consider not essential to your happiness, your chance of happiness increases. I once met an old friend coming out of a bookstore. He said, 
every time I visit this place. I come out grateful that there are so many good things in the world that I don't want. Many of us have permitted ourselves to suppose that we want all the things our neighbors have. Let us think this over. We shall have taken a long step toward happiness when we can look at our friend's fancy car and huge house and say truly to ourselves, Thank the Lord I don't want them. Yes, we may admire our friend's possessions. We need not pretend to despise them. Yet we may be well content that they are someone else's and not our own. Indeed, it is one of the necessary accomplishments of a happy life that we shall find pleasure in admiring many things which we have no desire to possess. One may sit admiring a picture in an art gallery for twenty minutes at a time and yet have not the slightest desire to possess it. Perhaps culture might be defined as the ability to appreciate and admire things we cannot possibly possess as well as talents we can never exercise. Yet there must be things that we do want. The person who wants everything cannot be happy. Neither can the person who wants nothing. The person who needs nothing is the poorest of all. To obliterate from our minds all desire, far from being a step toward sainthood, is a step toward the lowest rung on the ladder. Jellyfish wants nothing. If life is to be interesting, we must be spurred with some desire, some hope, some promise that shall continue to lure us on in an adventurous quest. Every one of us ought to thank God if we've been given a longing for something that is not too easily obtained. If we have no desire of this kind, or if our desire is a frivolous one, inadequate to supply our advancing life with a sustained purpose, then existence becomes a bore, and all the labor we have done seems wasted, because it has led us into this blind alley, where we can but wait in hopeless weariness for release. We may want a million dollars, or a collection of rare figurines, or a skill at playing the violin, whatever it may be. Trying to get it will bring us happiness, even though we never succeed in possessing it. People who have tried and failed are seldom miserable. Such women and men have recuperative powers. They may try again, or from failure learn what their true desires are. The prodigal son thought he wanted high life in a big city, as many a young person since his time has done. But he got it and was sorely disappointed. It was through the failure of his false dream that he came to a true knowledge of his own heart. There is a better chance for happiness if we want to do something than there is if we merely want to have something. A task to which we have committed ourselves is always a source of satisfaction. No idle, uncommitted life can be wholly happy. People who find the world a place of slavish drudgery are those who labor not because they believe in their work, but because they must somehow provide for the necessities of the day, or the gain that will enable them to indulge a passing luxury. They have no purpose by which to measure their progress, as they pass from year to year.
and from task to task. Such people may want a thousand things. They may want everything. They reach out as babies do, for everything that seems to glitter. No sooner do they get something they want, and they are as unhappy as before. Their desire straightaway flies to something else. It's the rule of their life to want what they have not, and to be dissatisfied with what they have. Their life is a series of trivial cravings and dissatisfactions, because they have never compelled themselves to make a choice big enough to engage and satisfy the powers of their soul. Many such a person, faced with some great necessity, has risen to the occasion like a hero, found contentment in a purpose which stilled the paltry clamorings of self, and the purpose which most surely promotes happiness is the one on which we actually work. To make a resolution and actually do something toward fulfilling it is one of the solid elements of contentment. To be saving money or acquiring skill, no matter how slowly, which one day is to count in the sum of our chosen achievement, is to lay up in addition to money and skill, a fund of self-respect and satisfaction. To work toward the accomplishment of a purpose requires a certain power of will which can only be built up by successive individual acts, each one involving choice and contributing toward the end in view. Therefore, the end in view should always be secondary to the means at hand. A person cursed by the whiskey habit will never cure themselves by resolving to stop drinking. The cure will begin when they resolve not to take the whiskey that is now offered to them. There is no willpower involved in forming a general intention. We find happiness in a sense of accomplishment, and a sense of accomplishment comes only when we do the next thing. When Dr. Johnson said that hell is paved with good intentions, he must have meant those intentions which involve no immediate action. Somehow the purpose of our lives must be tied up with our daily tasks so that we may feel that the thing we are doing is definitely related to the thing we purpose to do. If no next thing in our life can be made to contribute to our purpose, then we should either change the circumstances of our life or change our purpose. It is folly for a person of 40, with a family to support and a good position in business, to continue to dream of becoming a Hollywood actor. If they permit such vain ambition to occupy their mind, they will inevitably fall into the great class of the frustrated. They will torture themselves with regrets for what might have been. If they really had a talent that would have made them a Hollywood career, that talent could be utilized in some artistic endeavor still within their reach. Let such a person understand that they failed to realize their larger dream because they did not definitely set themselves to the business of realizing it. Let them avoid continuing in their error. Nor need we be turned from our purpose by the discovery that we are not as skilled as we supposed. It is common for people to overrate their abilities and to underrate the difficulty of their chosen tasks. We need not give up and confess defeat, 
simply because we find that we are not as highly endowed as we supposed ourselves to be. Many of us, because of some folly of the past, some unfortunate circumstance, or some defect in ourselves, find in middle life, after we have done much work on our design, that we can never make it what we had planned. Yet we need not cast down our tools, like the great sculptor who saw that his marble had cracked, and remarked, Oh well, I shall yet make something of it. So may we do with life. The very disappointments which have tempted us to surrender may yet be turned to garlands to beautify our achievement. The world will help us if we know what we want, just as the loitering crowd makes place for the hurrying citizen who knows where they are going and why they want to get there. The question is not how fast we go, but how straight, or at least how persistently we move toward our chosen destination. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 